0: Hey everyone, this is Stefan James from Project Life Mastery, and today we're gonna to talk about how to stop negative thinking. Essentially, how to master the mind. And the basis of this video is gonna be on a profound insight and realization that I've had in my life, which has transformed my life in many beautiful ways that I'd like to share with you so that hopefully you can also free yourself from a lot of the negative thoughts and emotions that you experience in a day-to-day basis, to be liberated from that. So the very first place I'd like to start is for us to explore the nature of the mind and to understand the mind in a different light. So us as human beings, we've evolved over thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years, a very long time, and we've inherited this brain. And there's a part of our brain that's known as the animal brain. It's the primitive part of ourselves. This animal brain is preoccupied and focused on the sole purpose of ensuring our survival. That's all it cares about, is for human beings to survive. This part of ourselves, this animal brain, is incredibly useful. It has these natural instincts and these default mechanisms to seek out food and water and sex, you know, potential opportunities to procreate to ensure our survival, to mate with the best quality genes that are available. Um, But also it has this default mechanism to seek and find any potential threat or danger that would inhibit its ability to survive. So the nature of the mind is negative thinking. It's fear, it's worry, it's concern, it's anxiety. Because we used to live as human beings, in a day and age where there were legitimate threats to our survival, you know, our ancestors used to have to worry about wild animals that might come and eat us, you know, not being able to have our next meal, the bad weather that might be coming, we gotta find shelter. Uh, maybe there's potential threats from another tribe because we still live in tribes, so maybe there'll be a, a rival tribe that might come and threaten our survival that we have to look out for, be prepared for. Certain things we might have to avoid. To protect ourselves to remain safe or if we live in that tribe there's a part of us that cares what the other members of our tribe think of us because if there's a conflict or dilemma amongst you and other members of that tribe you might drop in the dominance hierarchy of status and you might be the lower status one and maybe that's gonna limit your options for mating that's gonna limit your ability to survive or you might even be outcast from the tribe and you're less likely to survive on your own which is why it's valuable to be a part of a tribe. So there's all these concerns and threats and dangers that we used to have to live with that this animal brain is incredibly useful in allowing us as a human species to be where we are today. But today in this modern world that we live in, it's different than our ancestors. And yet we still have this animal brain that's a part of us, even though we've evolved, it's still there and it's doing what it does. But a lot of the threats and dangers to our survival are not legitimate in the same way as they were thousands of years ago. But the animal brain doesn't know the difference. The animal brain is going to have these negative thoughts and worries and concerns and fears that we experience, like this... uh, Our thoughts are like this spontaneous random phenomena that uh, there's no logic to. It's irrational. You can have random thoughts about anything that just spontaneously appear within your mind. And the suffering comes when you're ignorant to the fact that this animal brain exists within you. That's just going to do its thing. It's like a frantic monkey. Okay, the monkey mind is what the Buddhists call it. The mind is just going to do its thing. It's going to have the fears. It's going to look for dangers. It's going to look for threats. And if you believe the mind and you see that animal mind as a part of you, then you become identified with it and then you suffer as a result. Freedom comes when you learn to separate your higher self, your Awareness that you have as a human being you have this awareness and you can become aware of this lower brain this animal brain This primitive part of yourself that is just gonna run and do its default mechanism Which again is incredibly useful But when you buy into and believe everything that it says Then you're gonna end up suffering as a result So your freedom comes when you have the awareness to be the witness of your thoughts, of your emotions as they occur. Because also what happens is when you start to explore the nature of your mind, you start to realize that every thought and emotion or sensation or temptation or craving that you might have that occurs within you spontaneously, they're all impermanent. They're all temporary. Not, not No emotion, no thought loop, no thought process, lasts long term. You experience it, it occurs, but then it dissipates and it goes away. So one example that I've given in the past is that your minds, think, think of your mind and your thoughts and your emotions like clouds in the sky. You can watch and you can observe these clouds. And there might be a lot of clouds, a lot of thoughts. There might be a, you know, dark clouds, there might be a storm. It might be raining really bad. But those clouds, if you just sit there and you watch and you observe, they fade away. They move. They're not permanent, it's transitory. And it's the exact same thing that occurs within our minds is our animal brain will have these thoughts, these crazy spontaneous thoughts, negative thoughts, and they're gonna seem like they're so real and that they're so important and that they're so urgent because your mind is going to exaggerate things it's going to distort things it's going to generalize things it's going to you know have these crazy fears and concerns and and worries that have no basis on reality you know most of the fears and worries and concerns that we have don't come to fruition and yet we're suffering by buying into and believing and holding on to a lot of these and carrying that with us day to day so let me give you um, an, uh, an example of a situation recently that occurred. I was coaching a family member, and this family member had a lot of suffering that they're experiencing. They had a, a, a big problem that they were dealing with, and they had a lot of limiting negative stories and beliefs and thoughts that were coming up, not just around that problem, but other things going on in their life as well. and. This person came to believe that this problem was unsolvable, that there was no way out, there's no solution, so they just felt helpless, which is a very dangerous place to be when you feel hopeless, that nothing will work, there's no way out because you know, if you have that thought or that belief system, which is a lie, you know, it's not true, there's always a solution, there's always a way out, but the mind convinces us, uh, can convince us of that then there's not gonna be much hope or possibility. So this person was suffering a lot and whenever I would provide a solution, you know, we'd look at, okay, here's all the options that are available. Okay, you could do this, you could do that, you could do this. You could just accept things the way they are and just continue to suffer, but that's not a very appealing option, so let's look at some other options that are available. But with every single option, every potential solution which I provided, this person had a lot of these negative thoughts and emotions and stories come up around why why that solution won't work or why they can't do that. Or, you know, but you know, my, my my spouse is on my case all the time, and you know, but I've got these kids and they consume a lot of my time, and I'm, you know, I've got to clean the house and I've got to cook dinner and I've got to, you know, do this work. And so they had all these stories and all these beliefs that seemed legitimate but they were limiting and they were negative and they're preventing them from finding a solution. Even if the options and the solutions all suck, well, you do have options and solutions and it might suck temporarily, but that's a way out of the suffering that you're in. And so my point being this person had all these thoughts and all these emotions and all these um, uh, uh you know, negative thoughts that were occurring that they were identifying with. And so this person would start crying or getting very emotional. And the reason is, is because they're holding on to, and they are identifying with these thoughts. And so part of the coaching that I provided for this person is to help them get separation from this animal mind and their higher self. And so what it looks like is whenever you have these negative thoughts, you have to cultivate the ability to have awareness that that is the animal mind. Another way of looking at it is the ego. Okay, that's the ego. So you have these negative thoughts, these negative emotions, the sooner that you can catch yourself and say, hey, that's the ego, that's the animal brain, that's just random thoughts like clouds in the sky. And I'm just gonna watch and observe it. I'm not gonna judge it, I'm not gonna make it wrong, I'm not even gonna try to change it or fix it. I'm just gonna watch these thoughts and watch these emotions, these stories, that you're telling yourself and just watch it fade away. Watch it come and watch it go. Okay, That's all you have to do. And sure enough, it does go away, it does fade. And then you bring yourself back right now to what is the present moment, the here and now. And then you might have other random thoughts, other random emotions that occur. And again, you have to cultivate the awareness to watch it, to observe these thoughts, to observe these emotions and be curious about them maybe even welcome them, welcome these thoughts, welcome these emotions, and just watch as they fade away, as they come and they go. And you don't have to hold on to it. You don't have to uh, even resist it because whatever you resist will persist. So the more that you hold on and you resist these things, the more power, the more energy, the more life that you're giving it. You don't wanna give power and life to these negative thoughts. You just see them for what they are you see that you've inherited this animal brain and the animal brain is doing what the animal brain does. And so you don't even need to be surprised by that. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, it's uh, for example, I've got uh, my dog Kobe, which many of you guys have seen on social media and in some videos. And Kobe is a golden retriever. Kobe golden retrievers have been bred since the 1800s in Scotland as hunting dogs to retrieve ducks in ponds and marshes and a variety of different terrain. And they've been bred by other breeds as well, but he's inherited, Kobe, in this modern world, he's inherited this retriever gene, this DNA that he's been bred to retrieve. So, Kobe, if you throw a ball, he's gonna do what he's been programmed and conditioned to do, what he's been bred to do, what he's inherited from his ancestors. You throw a ball, he's gonna try to retrieve that ball. And he might not drop the ball because you know he has his instinctual animal brain that's gonna hold on to that ball ball as maybe it believes that it's food or something that is essential and crucial for its survival. So with Kobe, you know, if I throw the ball or he is obsessed with retrieving, I'm not surprised by that. That's just his animal brain that he's inherited, he's been bred for. And he's just doing what he's been conditioned and trained to do. Now, I can try to override that programming, right, which is possible. I can teach him how to drop it. I can hold a ball and say leave it and throw it and he won't chase after it, you know, but that's, you can see as I do that, as I throw a ball and tell him to leave it, he's still obsessed because his every part of his genes and DNA is to go after that ball, to retrieve it, to do what he's been bred to do. Same thing as a human being. So don't be surprised by these negative thoughts. Expect them. Of course, this is a spontaneous natural phenomena that exists, and if you're suffering, it's because you're identifying with these thoughts, you're giving more power to these thoughts, and you're ignorant to this animal mind that's going on. And the moment you wake up, a spiritual awakening, any type of awakening or realization is when you get a different perspective than you did before. You're outside of yourself and now you've got altitude and you're up here in a different perspective. It's like you're God looking at things from that God perspective, okay? Or just a higher sense of awareness is really what it is, a higher state of consciousness. That's where the freedom comes. It's this insight, this realization and cultivating this awareness that every time comes up, hey, that's just the mind. Hey, that's just the ego hey, that's just the animal part of myself. And I'm just going to watch it, observe it, and let it be. Now, if you want to facilitate this as a practice, this is the basis of meditation. And the reason why meditation has been around for thousands and thousands of years as an incredibly useful tool for exploring the nature of our mind. With meditation, you can sit there in silence and you watch and you observe these thoughts occur, these emotions occur. And the moment you notice these emotions or these thoughts, you practice just being the observer of it. Or maybe directing your attention back to your breath or to an object that you're focused on. And then you might have these random spontaneous thoughts occur again, and you do the same thing. Oh, okay. I notice I'm aware of these thoughts. You watch, you observe them, and you let them be. And the more that you meditate, the more that you see the truth behind how our minds are this frantic monkey, this monkey mind, which if you are trying to control, you'll never win. And the strategy that I'm sharing with you is a way to bypass the mind because, you know, in the personal development world and the way that I used to coach before, it was about changing thoughts and beliefs, it was about identifying the limiting belief okay, we have to have awareness of this limiting belief, now let's link pain to that belief, let's replace it with a new empowering alternative belief, let's condition that new positive belief system, but the problem with that model is that there's a lot of beliefs that are hidden. They're part of our unconscious mind that we're not even aware of, that are affecting and controlling us, but also it's a lot of work to change those beliefs, and you're still working in the realm of the ego. Instead, if you realize that you can bypass all of that just by seeing your thoughts and your beliefs and your emotions as for what they are, as just temporary, impermanent, transitory phenomena that exist within ourselves, then you're free from that. You know, you're free and you're not attached to um, certain beliefs and certain thoughts and certain emotions. You just learn to let them go and to be separate from them and watch and observe. And with that, you can still use your mind and direct your mind in a positive way. You can use your mind to strategize or to use your thoughts to come up with great ideas to brainstorm or to brainstorm potential solutions to things. You can direct your mind and your thoughts in that way where it's constructive and useful, but understand that at all times for as long as human beings have been alive and will continue to evolve, there will still be this animal brain that exists that's gonna do what it does. It's gonna look for dangers, threats, concerns, whatever it might be, even if we live in the metaverse and you know there's you can't die in the metaverse, let's say, it's just a virtual imaginary world, the brain doesn't know that. And the brain is still gonna do what it does and react to threats as if it's a legitimate threat thousands of years ago today in this modern world. Your freedom comes when you have that insight and that realization and you have a practice of awareness that every time you have a reaction, a negative thought, a fear, anxiety, depression, anger, whatever it might be, jealousy, envy, you have these things that occur within you to slow down, to stop, watch, observe, become aware of it, see it for what it is, and then let it go, let it be, and then you move on and you continue your life living in the present moment, in the here and now. That's the practice. That's how you truly master the mind. This is what human beings have been trying to practice and master for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, more in the Eastern traditions, Um, A lot of these thoughts, uh, you know, one thing that the Swiss psychiatrist Carl Jung coined was the phrase collective consciousness, meaning even a lot of these thoughts, these emotions, they're not unique to you and I. These thoughts, these concerns and worries and fears and all this stuff, we've inherited as part of the collective consciousness, as part of the universal mind that other human beings before us have also had, and that's why we experience them just like, how Kobe, uh, you know, he has his instincts and his nature that he's inherited as well. But we're not dogs. We're not animals. We've evolved to have this higher brain, this level of awareness. And so we can bypass the animal brain for this reason. And you can now act in spite of your fears. You can act in spite of your worries. And you can really be the creator of your life and choose how you want to live your life regardless of the thoughts and the emotions and um, you know these things that come up within yourself, you don't have to allow that to stop you because you no longer identify with it and see it as you. You are much more than your thoughts. You're much more than your emotions. Your thoughts and your emotions, again, are just a phenomena that come and they go and they don't dictate who you are and the life that you're gonna live. So hopefully this video Provides a different perspective, a different philosophy, a different idea, a different way of looking at your mind and your thoughts and your emotions. Um, it's had a profound impact on my life. Um, I still struggle as human beings do, you know, with uh getting caught up in thought loops and emotions. Just the other day, I was at a float tank, laying in the sensory deprivation tank, which is basically this tank. That is pitch black. You're laying on salt water, so you're floating there, and all your senses disappear. And it allows you to go into a deep meditative state. And it was interesting just watching my mind. You know, every time I meditate, I just watch the mind, I watch the thoughts, the emotions, the sensations that occur. And I started having these crazy thoughts. One thought that I had was I felt something, you know, like I kind of felt my body brush against something or thought that I did. And so, I started having this thought, maybe, maybe someone put like a fish in this, uh, in this tank or maybe there's like a snake in it. You know, and I started having some fear and some anxiety. I wanted to turn on the light and to look. But then I just had to watch and observe my mind and say, you know, that's just the animal brain that's, you know, projecting something or worrying about something that has no basis on reality. You know, other times I remember when I'm meditating, sometimes I'll feel like an itch on my arm or my face or something and I'll feel like there's like a spider or some sort of insect on my face and so of course the mind you go to that place and it uh you know maybe makes this picture of a spider or something and so you then you know scratch that itch when really nothing's there so even having awareness of that okay that's just the mind doing what the mind does you know and then I had this one crazy thought that was just random about thinking about some sort of injustice that occurred at some point in my past with someone else, and I felt this anger and wanting to get revenge, you know, to kind of right or wrong and to have justice be served. And um, I just had awareness of that and just, okay, that's kind of unique. That's interesting, that thought. And I just watched it and I just let it be. And then I had some other crazy thoughts about things that My brain would make me believe that I need to do, I have to do this, I need to do this, when really I don't. It's a choice, you know, and and it's not the end of the world if I don't do it. But my brain was exaggerating it, making it seem like it was so important and that I need to do this, and it was very much attached to it. So I just observed that, the moment that I had awareness of it, and just saw it for what it is, and just let it be, and sure enough, it faded away. So that's that's the the practice and the experience of this. Um, so that you can transcend the ego, the mind, and uh, experience higher states of consciousness and not be controlled by it, not be the slave of your thoughts and emotions, but be in control and to be the master of the mind. So we're gonna wrap up this video. Thank you guys so much for your time, watching, being here with me. Always appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoyed this video, of course, give it a thumbs up, subscribe for more, let me know in the comments. Uh, I'm gonna be sharing things that uh are are, you know things that i believe are powerful insightful uh transformative things that have made a big impact in my life those are the things that at this stage i feel the most passion to share you know the most energy to share because they're more relevant to my journey and my development and hopefully they can be also relevant for you as well so uh let me know in the comments if you want more on these subjects and i'm happy to do so otherwise thank you guys so much for your time God bless you. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Take care.
1: Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, Make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon.